You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Meet the Whiskers. Flower, the leader of the group. Zaphod, her partner. Yosarian, with some social problems. Mozart, the caring one. Tosca, the rebellious one. Courageous little Shakespeare. And the naughty kids. Welcome to Meerkat Manor. Well, hello and welcome back to the Varmints Podcast, wherein we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet, one animal at a time. My name's Paul. I am not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I am also not an animal expert. I tried, but I thought it was getting pretty close, but no. <laughs> no. So close yet so far. Me yeah. too. Yep. Yeah. Didn't happen. So, uh, we're going to be talking about the meerkats today, if you didn't figure that out from the opening clip. But first, the news. This is Varman's Headline News with your anchorman, some guy named Paul. Thank you, Matthew. So, a few months ago, it was Valentine's Day, and the El Paso Zoo did a really cool little thing. It offered to name a cockroach after your ex and then feed it to a meerkat live on camera. Oh, lovely. They asked their Facebook followers to send a message to the zoo with their ex's name, then wait patiently for February 14th to watch the roach get devoured during the Quit Bugging Me Meerkat event. (laughs) It live streamed on Facebook and on the zoo's website. The names of those exes were also displayed around the meerkat exhibit on, and on social media in what the zoo called the perfect Valentine's Day gift. Nice. Yeah. I'm assuming this was just first names, no identities. It was just first names. Sarah Borrego, who is an event coordinator at the zoo, and another zoo employee were trying to figure out ways to bring awareness to their animals. And Sarah said, and I quote, Well, we already use cockroaches for feeding purposes. Why not name them after an ex for a Valentine's Day revenge? Nice. About 6,000 names were submitted from all over the world. People from Australia, Spain, the United Kingdom, and South Africa entered the names of exes. Most of the submissions were men's names, including Ricky, who is the name of Borrego's ex, and tons of Joes and Mikes. Don't know why. Well, I think mine would have been Grumpy Git. That I'm glad I no longer live with. That's uh, <laughs> that, That's what I would have sent in. Over 1,000 people watched live as they streamed the lunch date on the zoo's Facebook page. And about $3,000 was donated to the zoo, even though the event was free. Nice. Yeah. That sounds like it worked out really well for them. And yeah. the meerkats. Super clever. I hope they do it again. Yeah. Well, I want to get through the spiel at the opening of the show because I'm desperate to find out if baby meerkats are called meerkittens because they really need to be. <laughs> yes, you're right. Okay, so just a reminder, go to BlazingCaribouStudios.com for links to our audio and our show notes for today's episode. We're also on Twitter and on Instagram at Varmint's Podcast, at, at Varmint's Podcast, all one word. And we're at Varmint's Podcast at gmail.com for questions, comments, stories, and suggestions. 
I do try to keep a Pinterest board up, and I have been failing to keep it updated badly. But I promise you, faithfully, I will go back in and, and catch it up, and you guys can go and look at that. Look at that. Just put Varmints in the search engine over there, and you'll find us, or Varmints Podcast. Go to tpublic.com for all kinds of merchandise for our show. Again, just put Varmints Podcast into the search engine, and you will find us. You can get our, get our fancy faces on a fancy bag or something or a t-shirt yeah. or a cup or i don't know phone case yeah pillow fancy pillow tapestry tapestry could <laughs> <laughs> get a varmint's tapestry <laughs> i just got a i put on our discussion board a picture of our our wonderful scientific buddy dr seth Magley in his fancy fashionable varmint's t-shirt and he looks yes. looks pretty amazing Looking i gotta say dapper. Looking scientific. <laughs> <laughs> Looking ecological, Dr. Seth. <laughs> you can see all of that on our Facebook discussion group, by the way, which we haven't really talked about in a while, but come on over and join us. Yep, absolutely. Just got to answer a couple questions. Tell us what your favorite episode was, and you're in. And yeah. we'll welcome you properly. Right on. So, now, guys, if you like the show, why not tell a friend about us and introduce them to the podcast? We're everywhere podcasts are found, and word of mouth is the very best way to help us grow. And our show for now is listener-supported through Patreon. We have people that give us a little bit of money every month through Patreon to cover our hosting and to, to make sure that we have some merch to give out every now and then, and we do appreciate it so very much. Patreon.com slash varmints. Yes. And, uh, you can join us there and help us out a little bit. And we appreciate every single one of our supporters. We do. We are kind of an impoverished outfit, so any little <laughs> bit helps. Honestly, exactly. Paul and I don't see a cent out of this. We don't. Not we one. We do not make money from this. We make no money. None. Even if you buy merchandise, no, we make nothing. It all goes back into the show. That's right. Hey! Hey! Let's go get educated on some animals. Let's I know do you it. wanna. <laughs> Definitely want to. Let's go! So, yes, we are talking about meerkats today. Meerkats are burrowing mammals that belong to the Herpistidae family, along with the mongoose. The meerkat is a slender animal with a pointed little face, tiny ears, and black eye patches. Their color varies from dark to grizzled-like gray or tan with broad, dark bars across the back and a black-tipped tail. Meerkats are found exclusively in southwestern Africa, where there are three subspecies, the southern African meerkat, the Angolan meerkat, and the desert meerkat. A meerkat can range in body length of 14 inches to 20 inches or 35 to 50 centimeters, and can weigh anywhere between a pound and five and a half pounds or a half a kilogram to two and a half kilograms. They're little guys. They're little guys. Their conservation status, according to the IUCN, is least concerned, so there are plenty of meerkats to go around. Woohoo! Good. Male and female meerkats are just called male and female meerkats, and young meerkats should be called meerkittens, but they are called pups. Hmm. Well, we're going to call them meerkittens. Absolutely. I mean, we just change. <laughs> we just change it if we feel like it. 
Like when we sure. did our episode on flamingo, flamingos, and we decided to call them flaminglings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're mere kittens now, everybody. Yeah, mere kittens. <laughs> nice. And, and as we'll find out later, a group of meerkats is fittingly called a mob or a gang. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> the word meerkat is originally a Dutch word that either meant lake cat or monkey. And Dutch settlers in South Africa likely applied this name to a variety of small burrowing animals. And uh, it just stuck with the meerkat. Oh, okay. They just saw a little furry thing and said, that's a meerkat. And yep. that's a meerkat. And that is also a meerkat. And this thing here also is a, a meerkat. meerkat. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, I thought we'd just start out talking to some general, general meerkat knowledge. Just general. Okie dokie. Let's do it. I'm going to read some stuff off of the Just Fun Facts website, and we'll put a link to their stuff in our show notes. And I have checked the information that these guys have put on their page, and it is all correct, as far as I can determine. So um, if you find any mistakes, definitely let me know, but you should be able to count on it. They seem to have done a pretty good job in their research. So here we go. Cool. Meerkats... They live up to 10 years in the wild, or 13 years in zoos. Meerkats live in a matriarchal society, so it's the ladies that make all the decisions. Chiefly, the, the, the lady in charge is the one that makes all the decisions. A meerkat clan often contains about 20 meerkats, but they have seen some that are like 50 or more members, which is a whole lot of meerkats. And wow. they are also very companionable little animals. They spend a lot of time grooming and playing together. And usually a mob is made up of several family groups. And they have one dominant pair that produces most of the babies. But they don't have to be related to belong to the same group. They can, they can be a, like a little neighborhood, a little mobile neighborhood of meerkats. Pretty well. Uh, there are few animals on Earth who work together as well as meerkats. And as far That's as true. I've been able to tell, that is true. Yeah. You're going to talk about that more in their communication thing, so I'm not going to talk too much about that. We're going to, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit when you get to it. They eat omnivores. They're omnivores, they eat everything. They eat om-nom-nom-nivores. They are om-nom-nom-nivores. <laughs> <laughs> they eat insects. They eat small rodents, fruit, egg, birds, lizards, yep. whatever. Poisonous scorpions, anything. Yep. Big old food boxes. Yep. They work together to hunt small game. They tend to maintain a territory of about 10 square kilometers or 4 square miles. They are diurnal. I don't know if we mention that but they like to be around in the daytime yep they use their tails to balance when they're standing upright which is adorable super cute they are excellent diggers they have long strong claws that are curved that they use for digging burrows they can close their ears and their membrane covers protect their eyes while they dig which is awesome they live underground um, meerkats have scent pouches underneath their tails and they rub these on rocks and plants to mark their territory. They're like, right. hee hee hee, stinky stink. Females usually give birth to one to eight babies at a time, but it's pretty common, more common, for them to have two to four babies at a time. 
They're born underground. They're safe from predators till they and they stay there with babysitters watching over the newborn babies until they're ready to come out and hang out in the outside. And they're cute. Good lord, baby meerkats. Oh, they're so cute. Oh, you think the full-grown ones are cute? The oh, babies are just The babies are ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yes. Ridiculous. <laughs> They are amazing in so many, so many, so many ways. And uh, one of the facts that I thought was the most interesting was that they can survive without drinking water. They get their moisture mostly from eating roots and tubers, as well as the fruit from things like sama melons. Wow, I did yeah. not know that. I yep. did not come across that. Yeah, that's why they're such good desert species, because they just can get their they just get their water out of all the things they eat. And they really don't wow. need anything on top of that, so. Yeah, probably nice big juicy bugs help yep. with that, too. Yep, big juicy bugs, tubers, like they said, all sorts of stuff. Any fruit that they get their hands on. Anywhere in a desert where water is stored and animals eat it, that's where they get their water from. So, pretty amazing. Very cool. Yeah, that's terrific. Yep, there's some other things in this list, and you guys can look at it when we post it in our show notes, but we're going to expand on some of it. In uh, the rest of our show today, I just kind of wanted to cover that. Very cool. Yeah. Meerkats have the best neighborhood watch program in the entire animal kingdom. Meerkats do have predators like jackals and birds of prey, but because they are so small and so numerous, they aren't. They're not necessarily like the jalapeno poppers of the African savanna. <laughs> when did you switch from peel and eat shrimp? <laughs> peel and eat shrimp. Chicken nuggets, jalapeno poppers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but bread and butter pickles. <laughs> One or more meerkats have jobs as sentries, and sentries will stand at the highest possible lookout points while the rest of the group searches for food. Every few seconds, the sentry will send out a small, soft, high-pitched call every few seconds that lets the other meerkats know that they are safe. So it's just yeah, a that's awesome. Just a constant little meep. Things meep, are fine. Meep. Everything's fine. <laughs> Things are fine, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If there is a threat, that sentry will point his head directly at the threat. And so what that does is it helps the group to know which direction the threat is coming from. Cool. Now, here's the really interesting stuff. When a sentinel spots a jackal approaching, it will sound an alarm that means jackal. Oh, wow. Yeah, just like prairie dogs. Yeah. So that call can change depending on how far away the jackal is and if it is moving towards the group. So there's a call for, hey, there's a jackal over there, and a completely separate call for, hey, the jackal is moving this way, and a separate call for, hey, the jackal is moving very quickly this way. That's uh, crazy. Right? That's so cool. Meerkats have a completely different set of calls for birds of prey and whether or not they are circling in the air or on the ground or in a tree. Oh, wow. Yep. Do they have one that's like ecologist? <laughs> no, but get this. So there's a video that we're going to put in the show notes of some people that studied these meerkat calls and, and, and tried to record them and tried to, you know, decipher them. And they had a stuffed jackal. So what they did is they put this stuffed jackal on a on a string and kind of hovered it in the air over the meerkat bolt holes to see how the meerkats would react. And they made up a completely different set of 
vocalizations. Those vocalizations that were kind of like, hey, uh, you're not going to believe this, but there's a jackal, but it's in the air. I don't know why it's there, but there's a jackal in the air. Kind of a combination of jackal on the ground and bird of prey in the air calls. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was really amazing. That's very close to language, dude. It is. And a few years ago, researchers from the University of Zurich used a little bit of audio trickery to determine that meerkats recognize each other by voice. Oh, wow. So what they did is they used hidden speakers and they played recorded calls from one individual on one side of a target meerkat, then from the other. So the situation was similar to hearing a friend shout from the kitchen and then from the second floor bathroom just a second later. Oh, wow. Yeah. The meerkats reacted with confusion, or as the study said, a prolonged vigilance paying much closer attention than they did to other recorded calls. The situation just did not compute. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a trait that we think of as being kind of exclusive to humans and primates. I think captive dolphins can kind of recognize individual voices, but this meerkat thing is totally different. And it's really, yeah, complex and, and incredible. You know, it's a little bit of an aside, and I don't want to get us totally off track, but I do think it's a good point to mention. I found a really neat video by Dr. Stephen, I think his name is Sapolsky, about wh- how, what makes people different. Are we just another ape, or why, why are we so different? Because we, we keep showing the animals have all these traits in common with us. Empathy, cooperation, altruism, you know, basic morality, like like really super basic morality. But yeah, it's there, you know. And so then people end up asking, well, if they're so special, what makes us so different? And there's a there's a very good series of answers to that question and I want you guys to watch this video. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the link in there so you guys yeah. you guys can see it. So Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Just cause it's an aside, but this comes up on the show often, so so I think I'll just put that in there as a suggestion. Watch this guy's talk and you'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna watch it when we're done. That's sounds really cool. Yeah, I'll I'll find it. I, I don't remember what it's called. It might be like just another ape or something like that. But uh, it, it's clear that we're not just another ape. But uh, and I will warn you, there are some graphic pictures of like you know injured animals and stuff in there. So just keep an eye on it and be careful about letting the kids watch it. But. But, uh, and it's nothing that'll disturb you forever and ever. Just an injured dog and stuff like that. So, yeah. All right. Cool. Yep. Disclaimer time. The Vomits Podcast knows it's not fair to compare animal intelligence to human intelligence. But then, Donna and Paul only have the yardstick of themselves. So, they're going to do it anyway. Oh, we're going to do it anyway. I know. So sad. Uh, intelligence on a scale of 1 to 10. I mean, these guys are like 6, 7, right? They're right up there, right? I think so. I had a little um, article that I put in the show notes about meerkat intelligence being sort of like swarm intelligence, mm-hmm. where they make better decisions as a group than they do individually. Kind of like the ant thing, right? That's really cool. They have this group group intelligence kind of thing going on. Yeah. That is neat. Yeah. So, I mean, I individually, I gave them like a three. Mm-hmm. But if there's enough of them, that could potentially double and they could be like a seven or an eight. 
Ah. Well, the whole thing about communicating with their language and everything, that's puts them up there pretty high anyway, so. We are going to talk about meerkats and pop culture and a couple other things, but we're going to do that right after this. What is the perfect package? Well, it could be anything. Join Chad and Dave as they dive into the perfect package podcast. From the perfect first date to the perfect Old West gang. I knew it was coming. I was like, where's my hateful eight pick from him? Damn right. (laughs) Of course it's going to be in there. Each episode, Chad and Dave get five picks to create the perfect package. Then it's up to the listeners to decide who will win each episode of the Perfect Package Podcast. So get ready to explore everything from road trips to bank heists. All right, I it felt like we're on a dark. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, I thought this was a normal heist. We might be breaking into like a hospital to steal our heart right now. The Perfect Package Podcast is full of laughs, some healthy competition, and a side of interesting tidbits. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, this here's animal rancher and expert at large, Cotton Shorts. You know Paul and Don are just a couple of nerds like you, and they don't usually get to see animals in the wild. But so we'll talk about where they usually do get to see them, which is to say on popular culture. Books, movies, television, and video games. Good old cotton shorts. Good old cotton shorts. We love them. We do. Hey, there is a series of commercials in the UK for a company called Compare the Meerkat. Oh, yes. You know what? They, uh, they have, are they the bank ones? They are a price comparison website. Okay. Yeah. So the advertisements feature Alexander Orloff, a CGI anthropomorphic meerkat. Mm-hmm. And why the meerkat is Russian and not African, I do not know. I could not find that out. Ah, you know what? These guys uh, have also advertised for a a bank, these meerkat puppets or whatever, the yes. CGI guys, um, which runs... Yeah. Next to Coronation Street, one of the soap operas that Laura and I talk about. Where do you talk about the soap opera? Oh, on the Soapy Madams podcast. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Check mm-hmm. that out. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. But they have little, they have this little cast of meerkats are in, in commercials, I think for a bank and they are all dressed as the Coronation Street characters and stuff. Yes. And it's really cute. It really is. So this advertisement campaign was launched on January 5th, 2009 with an ad featuring Alexander complaining about the confusion between his site, comparethemeerkat.com, with comparethemarket.com. So here's the original advertisement. I am Alexander, founder of comparethemeerkat.com, where we compare meerkats. Size hobbies, you know, but lately we get many people looking for car insurance. People looking for comparethemarket.com. I cannot find you cheap car insurance. For compare meerkats, come to comparethemeerkat.com. For easy way to save on car insurance, please go to comparethemarket.com. Simples. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, as you said, they, they began running those little, those little short commercials on Coronation Street. Yeah. 
Alexander is the main character in each of these ads. He's described as being from Moscow. He owns a mansion in South London, and he spends his time on vanity projects such as his website, numerous self-portraits, and film production. The campaign features secondary characters, Sir Sergei, the IT technician, Maya, Yakov, Vasily, and Bogdan, who are residents of the fictional town of Mirkovo, Oleg, who is a baby meerkat, or meerkitten, if you will, and Ayana, which is another young meerkat. The advertising campaign spawned a book that generated more pre-orders than other books released at the same time, including Tony Blair's memoirs and more than double the pre-orders of several other UK celebrities. And stuffed toys. Lots of stuffed toys. The toys are so popular that the marketing campaign involving them has doubled the company owner's personal fortune. I'm not surprised, though. They're really cute little commercials. Super cute. Yep. Absolutely. And something that we don't get over here in the United <laughs> States, but everybody that is listening in the UK will be like, oh, yeah, compare the meerkat. Why didn't you talk about compare the meerkat? Well, we just did. Yeah, we just did. <laughs> that little, um, there's a GIF on YouTube, or no, I mean on Facebook, that people sometimes put up with the baby meerkat saying, come back. That's from this Oh, I've seen of, that. Yeah, that's that little, that's what that's from. Oh, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that. Yeah. All right, well... What I'm going to talk about is Meerkat Manor. Yes. And we heard some of that in the beginning of the show. Can you imagine how much we would hear about it if we did not talk about Meerkat Manor? <laughs> we would have to, yeah. Yeah. There's another little show that tracks a family of meerkats, and I can't remember what it's called. Meerkats of the Kalahari or something like that. And it's a South African production, but it's generally the same thing. But this one has, like, United States and Canadian celebrities. So <laughs> that's why it's more dramatic, apparently. Meerkat Manor is a British TV show that's produced by Oxford Scientific Films for Animal Planet International. <laughs> it appeared in... Uh, September 2005, and it ran for four series until it was canceled in 2008. So they use animal documentary footage along with narration, and they tell the story of the families, and the people that have done the vocal narration are Bill Nighy, I think that's how you pronounce it, Mike yep. Goldman, and Sean Astin, good old Samwise Gamgee, and Stalker Channing for series four. So... Really cool little program that follows a family of meerkats. And they are super cute. Super, super cute. It's such a good show. Yeah, it's a very cute show. And some of the... I wasn't kind of able to confirm it, but I think some of the film is actually from the other series, too. I couldn't couldn't swear that to you for for sure but yeah um, but yeah so anyway but uh it was pretty cool they have the same content for most episodes in the u.s and the uk but in the u.s the content is sometimes edited for length to allow for more commercial breaks because that's how we do right so. yep and they also altered the content the u.s version removed a lot of mating scenes and stuff like that it's sure like, eh because people can't handle watching meerkats make meerkat babies, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. 
Crazy. Yeah. I watched every episode of that show. And it, well, it is it is like a legit soap opera. Well, Animal Planet US sometimes changed the names of the meerkats. Two of Flowers' pups were called Wren and Stumpy. <laughs> <laughs> but they ne- renamed them Lynn and Squiggy for the American uh, uh, audience. I don't know why they keep doing that. It's like they think we're stupid or something, you know? <laughs> I like Lenny and Squiggy, though. That's kind of cool. I mean, I guess if you're our age, Lenny and Squiggy is fine, but any younger, and they're going to be like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah. I guarantee you more than half of our audience is like, we have no idea who Lenny and Squiggy is. <laughs> I think Flower, the matriarch, lasted until season, I want to say season three. And she died in season three. Aww. And it was the okay. saddest thing ever. Oh, my gosh. Aww. It was the saddest thing ever. Like, we were, like, getting choked up in our living room because Flower the Meerkat was was dead oh and and like it's like a gang war she got injured and that was it it was just heart-wrenching well that's another thing that makes us special as humans we have empathy (laughs) for other species oh especially those little meerkats they're great oh so cute anyway it is a really worthwhile little series to watch so i think you can probably see most of it on youtube these days so yep check it out do check it out Would you eat it in a box? Would you eat it with a fox? Would you eat the fox? Would you eat it? What do you think, Donna? No. They're not endangered. We don't eat the endangered ones. And we don't eat prairie dogs either. No. So I have three reasons why I would not eat meerkats. First of all, their diet is weird. They eat a lot of bugs. I can't imagine them tasting very good because they just eat everything. I guess I shouldn't talk about the amount of bugs that we consume by accident. No, please don't. Okay. (laughs) No, but that's like all they eat. I mean, they eat a lot of stuff. They eat stuff that I would think would not make them taste very good. Second of all, they're too small. And third of all, and I think this is the most important reason, is they have the, uh, you know, the, uh, the anal glands. Oh, good lord. Are we going to yeah. get into this again? Well, you know, it's it's a consideration. Okay, cows have anal glands. You eat them? Yeah, but they're cows. Cows are delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that's, that can't be a reason. You're so weird about anal glands. Uh, I don't know what is anal up glands. with you. I think we need to take you to the psychiatrist because we've got some really strange problems with, like, (laughs) basic anatomy. Very strange. You're a weird dude. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) They started calling me that in third grade, and I've never grown out of it. When we're done, I'm going to look up to see if cows actually have anal glands because I am in denial. Well, they should. I mean, you have to have some way to get the stuff out. I will you refer have to lubrication to get it out. <laughs> I think I looked it up and they do. All right. So. Yep. I mean, so. I, most mammals do. You kind of have to. So. So we're we're the the takeaway here is that we're neither one of us are eating meerkats. No. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Donna, it's me, Toph. Is your brain hey. a repository of useless information like mine is? Yep. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. Let's help you win that next trivia night. Or just sound smarter than the rest of the room. With this, 
the Animal Fact of the Week. We talked about groups of meerkats being called gangs or mobs, and while they do help each other out by keeping an eye out for predators, there is a very, very dark side to their society, and I am getting ready to talk about some very, very dark stuff for a couple minutes, so just, uh, you know, hold on to your britches. Mm-hmm. Each gang has an alpha female, and she has reproductive rights. So when lower-level females manage to give birth to their own little litter of pups, the alpha female might cannibalize the babies, and according to research, they give the mother two choices, either leave the colony or serve as wet nurses for the alpha's babies. Mm. Yeah. So meerkats are also really competitive in captivity because... Young meerkats will fight older dominant meerkats. They're very, very... Oh, dear. Yeah, very, very competitive and very, very territorial and and not very nice. There's also gang warfare among meerkats, and that was portrayed in Meerkat Manor. Right. So they had little names for the gangs of meerkats in that show. And so all-out turf wars with neighboring gangs are going to happen. Those wars are generally very brief, but very, very deadly. So much so that less than half of all adult meerkats survive any given year. Wow. That's pretty harsh, dude. Pretty harsh. And one other thing is, not surprisingly, people have tried to keep meerkats as pets. A South African rehabilitation facility called Free Me receives dozens of meerkats every single year. Some of the meerkats had been named Timon, who is the meerkat in Disney's The Lion King. And then people found out the hard way that Meerkats bite, and they mark their territory, and they're not good pets at all. Right. So, meerkats are very, very cute, but very, very... They got a mean side to them. They are wild animals. They're wild animals. Do not keep wild animals as pets. That's right. Okay, you know how we talk about meerkats today. We're talking about meerkats and how smart they are and stuff. Yeah. But guess what? What? Scientists have discovered that meerkat pups, meerkittens, if you will, are taught by the adults in their gang how to eat scary critters like scorpions. That is so cool. Yes. Adults first bring the animals that are already dead to the pups, and they're like, here's a dead scorpion. (laughs) Play with it. Learn how to eat it. And as the pups grow, the adults disable the live prey, and then they teach the pups how to hunt the stingy, bitey critters. There are a lot of other adults to help, and they evidently do. The scientist who headed up this research is called Dr. Thornton, and I've linked the full article in the show notes for you to read, but this was how they set up the experiments to investigate this behavior, or rather, set of behaviors. So, I'm going to quote directly from the article here. Quote, In one, they took... In one of the studies he's talking about. In one, they took three groups of pups from the same litter. Over a period of four days, one group was given live scorpions minus their stings. One group was given dead scorpions, and the third received boiled eggs as a control. Then, on the fourth day, we tested them all with a live scorpion, and lo and behold, the one that had practiced with the live scorpion was the best out of three. That makes sense, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) the ones with the boiled eggs were like "Uh, what is that Uh, that looks scary (laughs) (laughs) so teaching clearly can carry an evolutionary benefit because it transfers skills and information that keeps young babies alive but also it carries a cost to the adult so uh, meerkats become independent hunters at about three months old so what what 
what that means, the cost to it, the adult, is this is a costly behavior. They have to, uh, the cost to this is very heavy, so it has to be correspondingly important to survival. Meaning you know that I mean? meaning that they're taking time away from foraging and hunting to That's right. teach a teach a baby meerkat how to do the same. That's right. Okay. That's right. right. Exactly. Um, so meerkats become uh, independent hunters at about three months old, and it takes time and effort, which the adult could, could be using to find food for itself. So teaching might be expected to only evolve where pups would find it hard to absorb information by watching. But the meerkat might be one such species with the social structure of groups, meaning that there are adult helpers that are available to help with education. And Dr. Thornton said, it is costly in meerkats, but the benefits of the teaching outweigh the costs, which is pretty cool. And he also says, pups need to learn how to deal with these difficult food items, and it's imperative, otherwise they wouldn't survive into adulthood. And when they're little... They're just incompetent. They are really bad at finding food. So, <laughs> and he said um, that it's that he doesn't think teaching is restricted to meerkats at all, and we know that that's true, uh, and it's probably more common than we realize. So, pretty pretty interesting stuff. That is very hey, cool. Baby meerkat is a scorpion with no sting. Learn how to hunt him. <laughs> okay. That is very it's very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening today. This podcast is brought to you with technical support by Matthew Chomo. Bed music by Kevin McLeod. Our logo was created by Imran Javed. Our vocal talent today was Carrie McGinnis, Chris Brayton, Chris Green, Stacey and Frosty, and Justine and Santiago. Brisky Cawthon tells us when flying jackals are coming. It's time for our Rugrat Corner. If you have a Rugrat who is eight years of age or younger and they want to be on our podcast, send us a message on Facebook or email us at varmintspodcast at gmail.com for details. We make it super easy for you and your Rugrat to hear their little cute voice on our podcast. Who and we this, got this week? This week we have my nephews once again, Lucas and Grayson. Uh, Lucas has a little bit to say about meerkats, but mostly he wanted to tell me about his trip to Animal Kingdom in the well, Walt, there Dis- you go. And Walt Disney World. So Sounds good to me. Yeah. I saw yeah. monkeys and one um, peed. No. Can, I, can I saw what? a gorilla pee on people. No, you didn't see a gorilla pee on people, did you? <laughs> and um, and I went to the face. um Ouch. and I saw a meerkat, and his name is Timon. Yeah. And I saw um, I saw. I saw Simba. Yeah. Hi, Matthew. <laughs> and I saw um. I saw um. Pumbaa. Yeah. And um, that's mostly what I saw. Cool. And we got have fun. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. Today's speech. Bye. That wasn't a lot of meerkat information, but who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) So those are my nephews. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uncle Paul loves you. Thanks, everybody, again for listening. And until next time. Be nice to animals.
You've been listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. <laughs> All right, back to the Varmint's Podcast. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! It's me, Notorious D-Bag. <laughs> Wish I had an electric guitar sound effect. Yeah! <laughs> back to the Varmint's Podcast. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling announcer for <laughs> <laughs> this week on Varmints. <laughs> <laughs> like those monster truck rally guys. <laughs> this Saturday only. Saturday only. Saturday. 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 <laughs> Come watch Grave Digger. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, what is wrong with us? Oh. We need to talk about violent meerkat gang wars. Violent meerkats, <laughs> Friday night only. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> oh, I swallowed oh. some saliva. <laughs> oh, that might go in the highlight reel at the end. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> All right. All right. <coughs> Let's talk about violent meerkat game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's right. This Friday. <laughs> Wild animals. <laughs> Tune in to Meerkat Gang Warfare. It's hardcore. <laughs> Tune in your dial and rip off the knob. (laughs) (laughs) That is so much fun to do. That is the most fun I've had ever. <laughs> uh, well, you gotta do the phone number for tickets, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Call 555 Meerkat. Get your tickets now at 555 Meerkat. I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard. I've got tears running down my face. I can't stand it. This is the best. I really need to have you do that for soapies. I'll totally do it for, for a soapies. promo. So for soapies. You write something and I will do it. That is the most fun to do ever. I didn't realize every it until two just weeks. Now. Cost every two weeks. Tune in for the drama. <laughs> <laughs> Soap Watch. opera drama. Extramarital affairs. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> Soap opera. <laughs> Soap opera characters coming back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Improbable storylines. Like people having their consciousness mapped over with somebody else's memories. <laughs> 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 oh. 
Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I think I found my new job. I think you have. You're doing it. You're gonna do promos for everybody yes. else's podcast. For- <laughs> <laughs> this Friday! Friday! I, Friday! <laughs> I found my passion. <laughs> I can turn my I can turn my passion into a job. Oh my god. Oh. You're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I might have to put all of this at the end of the episode. I might have to, or just, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm doing something with it. (laughs) Varmint's bonus content! (laughs) Strap in your seatbelts for Donna laughing for three (laughs) solid minutes! digital recorder. <laughs> oh, we still have to finish this show. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll finish this show. <laughs>